and welcome to another podcast. I want to talk a little bit about my experience with yoga and contortion. When people look at contortion, they see these incredibly advanced moves and often it does make one cringe with regards to the depth in which the body can go and it also can leave a little bit of question mark as to whether it's healthy. One of the reasons I transferred to learning more through contortion was that I found that at the end range of yoga, I was actually getting sore and starting to present with injuries. I found that yoga was this beautiful transition to understanding flexibility and the education has become much better with a vast variety of teachers learning more and more information about the body but it did not support the process when you and your body had scope to be able to want to move into deeper spaces and deeper spaces I would call things like handstands or even a headstand a chest stand deep back bends leg behind the head and splits these I would call more advanced poses. What I found was through a lot of the experience of yoga that I had had is there was no activation techniques in learning how to activate the smaller minor muscles to support the end range. There was no ability to understand movements outside of the patterns of movements of yoga when someone was feeling a sense of irritation that could look at a muscle and say oh okay your serratus anterior is not working strongly your lat is taking over when you are going into overhead arm positions let's work on getting your active muscles created through your serratus and less active through your lat and this meant that what was happening was our body for me in yoga was not being safely developed and I was ending up with a lot of idiosyncrasies which were then ending up creating stress and strain onto my body over periods of time because the pathways would then end up causing irritation where I was creating depth in movement but not safe depth in movement. So when I started contortion it was very fascinating because it was all these muscles that I didn't use and it was all the small muscles. It wasn't like compound movement, strong, big muscles. It was things like the glute med that not only did I realize needed to be used in handstands, but it also needed to be used in back bends when I was doing the standing back bend. And the infra infraspinatus, I think that's if I say that correctly, for example, was actually causing my shoulder to not be able to stabilize in the shoulder joint because it was underactive or my serratus anterior wasn't working strong enough and so my overhead arm position was not quite correct and then I was getting sore elbows, wrists and shoulders. And so what I've found is over time is I've been stepping back to step forward again. In my journey, I actually went through a circus teacher and I relearned my whole handstand, which was a very frustrating process because relearning those handstands means all the things that I could do, I couldn't do. And there's still some skills that I'm trying to relearn, but what I found is now relearning them, of course, I still get sometimes sore body parts, 
but it's much, much more comfortable and less often that I get sore. And usually the soreness is overuse or there's a muscle still needing to be worked upon. And I can find those answers with the information that I now have through contortion and circus teachers. So when you are looking at your yoga practice, what I suggest as a yoga teacher and as now a practitioner of contortion and teaching contortion is that you need to understand that cross-training is very beneficial and there's not that it's bad or good yoga or, or anything like that. It's that we need to understand our bodies better in movement. That's the main game of movement. And we need to understand that we need to work from fitness from the inside out. A great example of that is so many of us are trying to work our muscles to develop our six pack. And our six pack is very, very beautiful muscle, but it's only beautiful when it comes to the physicalities of it. And when it comes to the physicalities of things like that, it does worry us because what happens with physicalities is that they don't actually help us. We, so many people can have genetically gifted bodies that have a six pack or have a little less body weight that have a six pack but may not be as strong as someone who never has a six pack. So for example, if we just look at the core, the core is used in every single movement. When someone asks me how to get a strong core, I could suggest doing a forward fold, a wide-legged forward fold. I could suggest doing a lunge, not just anything that's to do with a specific core. It's all about the core and everything we do. The best core move is to incorporate your core to support you in everything. Many people train their core to get those defined abs, but that's gonna miss so much, just like when we train yoga just to get to the destination, and that's what it becomes in advanced poses. Whereas contortion comes about, how do you create that destination? What muscles need to be active? So first we will need to remember is exercising is about a feeling and you must feel your absolute best and your healthiest and that means you don't have niggles but that means you also know how to activate your muscles so you know how to actively activate your muscles and you can passively sit in a position too but you can also do that position actively on your own for example the core itself consists of structures that make up the lumbopelvic hip complex the lphc including the lumbar spine the pelvic girdle, abdomen, and the hip joint. The core is not simply the rectus abdominis, which is what most people think of as abs. Instead, it is composed of the entire trunk of the body. The core is where the body's center of gravity is located and where all movements originate. Strong, efficient core is necessary for maintaining proper muscle balance throughout the entire human movement system. The objective of the core training is to uniformly strengthen the deep and superficial muscles that stabilize, align and move the trunk of the body. We use our core at all times of the day, in every move we make. Our core muscularity is activated. From sitting to standing and everything in between, core muscles are what keeps you upright and your posture in check. When you're doing exercises, you may feel as if you're not receiving much benefit from it or that your fitness levels far beyond some movements since they involve, involve little motion like planks, floor bridges, floor prone cobras. But these movements are the foundational and pivot points to understanding how to activate the core. And they are pivotal also to 
foundational movers to advanced movers. These focus on little spinal movements and motions and build solid core foundations and are the key to our greater stepping stones to prevent injury and move to advanced postures without injury. It's so important to understand core training should be done from the inside out, meaning you need to ensure that your local core stabilizers muscles that attach directly to your vertebrae are efficient before performing exercises that make the rest of the core muscles through a complete range of motion. So you need to sweat the small stuff in movement. I know in the mind they say don't sweat the small stuff, but in movement you need to sweat the small muscles, the complete range of motion. This is going to be pivotal and your posture and movement patterns and overall strength will thank you for investing time into them. So with contortion, it does sweat the small stuff. It allows you to activate the small muscles, whereas yoga doesn't teach you that. It is moving towards that. But when you look at contortionists, often they are much stronger and more able to move with control and awareness than any other mover because they have been taught to activate the small muscles. So if you're a foundational mover or an advanced mover, contortion practice, if you take out the end range, it's such a pivotal thing to help you to become an efficient, strong, and mover with injury prevention. So contortion or end range movement isn't bad in itself. It's the focus on it that can become bad or the moving towards it without the ability to understand how to directly activate the foundational movement muscles to create efficient movement, just like when you are utilizing the core and the core stabilizes muscles that attach directly to the vertebrae for performing exercises, are also partly taught when you are doing back bends, when you are doing deep forward folds in contortion, but not so well in yoga. So I advise you before making a set opinion on these end range movements, look at the teachings first and look at what people are learning within and around their movement patterns, not just the end range. The end range does not tell you whether someone's safely moving or not. It's the journey and what they're doing to the end range that does. I hope this helped bust some myths on yoga and contortion and end range and helps bring awareness to movement so you can move in a more safe way. Namaste.